This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. Well, during the fourth quarter, grain inspections from major U.S. ports topped 38 million metric tons. That's down 12% from the fourth quarter of 2021. For the Pacific Northwest, grain inspections were 11 million metric tons, a 9% drop from last year. Fourth quarter PNW corn inspections dropped 34%. Soybean inspections declined 11%. Wheat inspections increased 22%. Midwest Market Solutions President Brian Hoop th thinks a lack of fresh export news is what's behind the pressure in this grain market. The lack of any private export sell announcements to speak of this week, I think, is kind of putting a little negative tone uh, in the traders' minds uh, because, you know, last week we had a, quite a bit of uh, private sale announcements, so a lot of them to that unknown category that usually gets switched over to uh, to China. We haven't seen much of anything this week. Uh, you know, a couple cargo sales of uh, corn to, to Japan, which is pretty routine. Nothing as far as soybeans. So not surprising, I think, that we pull back off our high. AgriSampo North America market analyst Sterling Smith agrees. But right now, I think the market may be a little disappointed with that. And that's weighing on the corn market. Uh, the soybeans are just chopping about maybe on some Chinese reopening ideas and a little bit firmer meal. And wheat, with the uh, saber rattling going on in the Ukraine, no one's really interested in aggressively selling it. By the same token, uh, the funds in their big short aren't really increase, aren't really interested in uh, getting out either. And Chinese purchases of Argentinian soybean oil supported the vegetable oil market Monday. Ag Resource Company President Dan Bossi said that in turn spiked the canola market. China was not only buying Argentinian soybean oil, they were also buying canola oil. And, and again, this is the state buyer, uh, uh, which is called Sinograin. We're not sure exactly what the plans are, but normally when he comes in and is a sizable buyer, it tends to be for reserve. So there's likely to be some purchases, additional purchases following. Global Commodity Analytics and Consulting President Mike Zuzlo said this grain market really has the jitters this week. The market, I think, this jittery attitude that it has, and I think you rightfully say it, is, is almost all based upon the idea of good economic data on one hand spooks the market that they're going to see a lot bigger uh, hawkish move by the Federal Reserve, it's going to make them raise rates again or even more, you know, intensely. But at the same time, it's good economic data, and so it should be good for the global demand, good for the copper, good for the crude oil. And, you know, up until a few minutes ago, it was very good for the wheat. Well, all cattle and calves in the United States as of January 1st totaled 89.3 million head. That's down 3% from last year. All cows and heifers totaled 38.3 million head, down 3% from a year ago. Beef cow inventory was down 4% at 28.9 million head, then the lowest inventory on record. Milk cow in inventory up slightly at 9.4 million head. Replacement beef heifers are down 6%. Milk replacement heifers down 2% from a year ago. 2.2 million head of cattle and calves in Minnesota as of January 1st. That's down 1% from a, a year ago. Beef cow numbers unchanged. Milk cow inventory down 1%. In North Dakota, all calves and uh, cattle and calves totaling 1.75 million head, down 6% from last year. Beef cows totaling 876,000. Milk cow inventory down 7%. North Dakota's heifer inventory down 8%. And the 2022 calf crop down 8%. 
South Dakota's cattle inventory as of January 1st totaled three and a half million head, down seven percent year over year. Cow numbers down four percent. Milk cow numbers up ten percent. And that's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. Every farm is unique. Every farmer makes their own decisions. Minnesota Farm Business Management delivers individualized service to help you through that process. It's my job to make sure you understand your ratios, so you can make educated decisions. You understand your cost of production so you can make marketing decisions. You understand your crop insurance. You can help make those decisions. I try to make sure you understand what it is that you need to do on your business. Visit agcentric.org to find an instructor near you. Minnesota Farm Business Management. Check out the Job Opportunities tab on the Red River Farm Network website. R.D. Offit Farms is looking for a team lead supporting daily farm operations at Lisbon. R.D. Offit Farms and Syngenta also looking for three agronomy interns. Dakota Ingredients of Grand Forks has a position working on origination and grower services. There's plenty more. Find all the jobs posted on the Job Opportunities and Ag tab on the Red River Farm Network website. That's rrfn.com. A look at news this week in agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Whitney Pittman. Reacting to the U.S. Air Force position letter on the Fufeng Group project in Grand Forks, North Dakota Senator John Hoven says the United States Air Force leaves no doubt on their position. The Air Force makes very clear in their letter that the Fufeng project represents a national security risk due to proximity to the Grand Forks Air Force Base. So instead of working with Fufang, the city, all of us should work together, as we've recommended, to find an American company for their ag park. North Dakota House Agriculture Committee heard House Bill 1503 that would prohibit foreign ownership of real property in the state. Extensive testimony was heard both in favor and in opposition of the bill. The committee will revisit the bill at a later date. Crop insurance is a must-have in the Farm Bill debate. House Agriculture Committee Chairman Glenn G.T. Thompson plans to thoroughly review the farm safety net. Thompson says ad hoc disaster programs will be part of the risk management discussion. I'm glad that, that we have that, but it's not timely. And sometimes so those checks are cut, the farmer's out of business, and, and certainly the lenders don't like it. And crop insurance is an absolute necessity to be able to get access to the credit that, uh, that you need to farm. The Environmental Working Group is out with its latest farm subsidy database. Rather than releasing the names of farmers receiving government payments, USDA is now releasing the name of the bank or financial institution financing the farm's operating loan. EWG says the price loss coverage program paid out the most money to lenders, accounting for 6% of farm subsidies from 2019 to 2021. The Farm Service Agency received the most payments in 2021 at $87 million. AgriFund, which does business as Ag Resource Management, received nearly $35 million. Ag Country Farm Credit Services is ranked third at $18 million. Net farm income is being stressed by high farm input costs. North Dakota Representative Kelly Armstrong says Congress has a role in dealing with these costs. A consumer uh, will walk by uh, the retail meats case and the, and the first thing they always show you is beef. 
and that they'll stop and grab you know a, a chuck roast for six dollars and ninety nine cents a pound. We need just a couple steps away. There's a pork loin for a dollar ninety nine. That that really says something about the strength of our industry and the strength of the products we're producing right now. Consumers love beef. They know it's healthy. They know it's going to taste great, and that's what they want to take home. And they're willing to pay that extra dollar or so for it. So I just uh, I hope everybody understands that this this industry is strong right now, and we've got a lot of momentum uh, with consumers, and uh, they really like what we're doing. A Congressional Review Act petition has been filed in both the House and Senate, citing disapproval of the Biden administration's Waters of the United States rule. This is seen as a formal challenge of the WOTUS rule. New FDA regulations on antibiotics kick into effect in June. National Cattlemen's Beef Association Beef Cattle Veterinarian Julia Herman says FDA's goal is to lower resistance to antibiotics. Food and Drug Administration is implementing their guidance for Industry 263, and so this is going to transition medically important antibiotics that are available over the counter and it, they're going to transition to prescription only. And so that means that a veterinarian uh, will be needed to provide that prescription for these antibiotics. These are common antibiotics uh, that people might know of, like our injectable oxytetracyclines, uh, injectable penicillins, our sulfaboluses. There are some intramammary products that are still over the counter. But all of these are going to be moved to prescription only starting in June. This is part of FDA's overall goal of minimizing uh, antimicrobial resistance. This is your look at Ag News this week on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Whitney Pittman. Natalie Peterson here with Wilbur Ellis. We believe the most important element of a successful season is teamwork. We work alongside with you to generate better solutions for your farm in key areas, including resistance management, soil health, and profitability. No matter your crop challenge, we have the products and expertise to help you overcome it. It's something we call the power of we. Reach out to your local Wilbur Ellis representative today to see what the power of we can do for you. World Weather Incorporated Senior Meteorologist Drew Lerner is your trusted source for agricultural weather. From the Northern Plains, we do expect some showers to develop and a couple of thunderstorms. The majority of the meaningful rain, though, is going to be in southern Canada. To South America, Buenos Aires, La Pampa, and Cordoba, but it doesn't occur until we get into next week, leaving plenty of time for changes in the forecast. Drew Lerner, only on the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Randy Conan. Northern Plains and Canadian prairies will receive lighter than usual precipitation over the next week to 10 days, with temperatures trending warmer this weekend and into next week. World Weather Incorporated says the hard red winter wheat production areas will remain mostly dry. Grain traders are also beginning to take note of some harvest delays due to wet weather in Brazil. World Weather Incorporated says Brazil's harvest pace has slipped behind its usual pace slightly, and there is concern growing about crop quality. Frequent rounds of rain are expected over the next two weeks, supporting crop growth, but it is slowing the harvest pace as well as the second crop corn planting. World Weather says a portion of the center south and center western Brazil could see as much as five to seven inches of rain by next Tuesday. An increase in timely rains is in the forecast for much of Argentina beginning the second half of February, but until then only scattered light rains are expected. World Weather says crop stress will continue. High temperatures in the mid and upper 90s to low 100s, mid 80s through lower 100s next week. 
World Weather Senior Ag Meteorologist Drew Lerner says Argentina's prospective crop still looks pretty bleak. In Argentina, you know, they've had a terrible year this year with a lot of drought and yield potentials here are really quite a bit lower. Because of the drought, we're not expecting a lot of the crop to recover very well. There's an early crop and a late crop in Argentina. The early crop was much smaller than usual because of the drought, so their their yields are going to be down quite a bit. Now, the late crop, there's, first of all, a lot more late crop than usual because they didn't plant the early crop, so that's one thing to keep in mind. And then the other is that the weather was really pretty tough on that late crop. It has really gotten off to a poor start. And recent moisture could help turn around that second crop. Now, there has been uh, some rain in the past 10 days to two weeks, and we're going to see a little bit more this week. So the moisture profile in Argentina has improved already and will continue to improve So some of these late-season crops will have an opportunity to put back a little yield that they may have lost potentially uh, because of the dryness earlier on. The more recently planted crops obviously will have the best potential to recover. So it's going to be kind of difficult to predict exactly how much improvement is going to occur, but certainly the crop environment right now is, is much better than it was earlier in January. There's a customary conflict between agriculture and the environment. USDA Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation Robert Bonney says common ground can be found with climate policy. Bonney spoke at the American Sugar Bee Growers Association's annual meeting this week and advocated a carrot versus stick approach. Regulations tend to be good at getting folks to stop doing bad things. They aren't good at getting folks to adopt good things. And what we're talking about when we, when we think about climate is how do we get farmers, ranchers, forest landowners to adopt practices that are, that are good for the environment. And a regulatory approach isn't particularly good at that. An approach that is about incentives and collaboration is good. Corn and soybean crop insurance base prices are set during the month of February. NAU Country Vice President of Farm Services Rich Morrison doesn't, that, doesn't expect that to influence futures prices much. I don't know if the traders really notice that or not, but certainly all of us do. And uh, uh, it is a, a certainly a benefit to see that December corn contract uh, trade a little higher here this morning. So we'll, we'll continue to watch that. And that's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. Even when a crop is insured through standard insurance options, it may not always be enough. A supplemental coverage option or enhanced coverage option can provide extra protection. SEO and ECO are area-based policies that could ensure yields as high as 95%. To find out if an SEO or ECO policy is right for you, contact the insurance team at Egg Country Farm Credit Services. Egg Country. Focused on ag. Focused on you. Check out the Job Opportunities tab on the Red River Farm Network website. R.D. Offit Farms is looking for a team lead supporting daily farm operations at Lisbon. R.D. Offit Farms and Syngenta also looking for three agronomy interns. Dakota Ingredients of Grand Forks has a position working on origination and grower services. There's plenty more. Find all the jobs posted on the Job Opportunities and Ag tab on the Red River Farm Network website. That's rrfn.com.